0: Welcome to the Catholic Sobriety Podcast, the go-to resource for women seeking to have a deeper understanding of the role alcohol plays in their lives. Women who are looking to drink less or not at all for any reason. I am your host, Christy Walker. I'm a wife, mom, and a joy-filled Catholic, and I am the Catholic Sobriety Coach, and I am so glad you're here. I have said this before, and I will keep saying this. Alcohol is snake oil. Everywhere you look, ads, movies, favorite TV shows, memes on t-shirts and wine glasses, alcohol is being presented to you as this magic elixir that helps you look even more beautiful, have an amazing time, no matter what you are doing, or erases all the troubles of the world, leaving you peaceful and And free. But I am here to tell you that alcohol is not self-care. Today, we are going to revisit an episode where I provide five self-care alternatives to alcohol. And I wanted to revisit this because it's something that comes up time and time again with the women that I work with and talk to. And of course it would. The marketing is crafty and convincing, and it is so much easier to tell yourself that the ease of opening a bottle and consuming your favorite alcoholic beverage will take care of everything. It's easy, right? Easy, perhaps. But is it the best option? Is it even a good option? No, it really isn't. The truth is, sisters, that alcohol does not make you free. It doesn't erase all your anxiety. It may help for a little while, like packing snow around whatever it is that's making you anxious. But the snow melts. The buzz wears off. Morning comes, and you are back to square one. Do you know what else you won't see in alcohol commercials? It dehydrates your skin and steals your youthful glow. It messes with your memory and your hormones. It wreaks havoc on your body in many ways that you might not even be aware of. And I promise you, you aren't going to find any of that information on those eye-catching wine labels that draw you in. And as it was brought to my attention by a recent guest, they lack any nutritional information that is required on all the other foods and beverages we consume. Isn't that interesting? Alcohol slowly creeps in around you and binds you in a way that can keep you going back for more, despite your best efforts. Here's a truth that isn't talked about much. Alcohol is addictive to everyone, not just to some people. Anyone can become addicted which is why it is so good that you are listening to this podcast episode. And I hope you will listen to many more because I have some incredible guests coming up and new episodes in the works. So keep listening. Knowledge is power, as they say. So the more awareness you have around what alcohol does and how it affects your body, the easier it will be to decide from a place of peace whether to take it or leave it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to do this episode. It's, some, it's one that I've been planning for quite a while, and I just kind of got it all put together last night, and I am ready to roll with it. So today's episode is self-care without booze. So contrary to popular marketing beliefs and what people say on Instagram and everywhere else, drinking alcohol is not self-care. Let me say that again. Drinking alcohol is not self-care. It's not a way to cope with your motherhood. It's actually something that I've talked about a ton on my show, and so you can go back and listen to episodes, but it actually doesn't help with all the things that a lot of times women consume alcohol. To try to alleviate, it actually increases your anxiety and depression. It leaves you feeling kind of grumpy, not feeling well the next day. Sleep is disrupted, which accounts for the not feeling well and being grumpy. And yeah, it's just no good. And I want to help you by providing some tips on how you can do self care without the booze. Okay, so I've been doing this for a long time. I've, I am a woman in recovery, and I have had to figure out ways to self-care, which I mean, sometimes as moms, as women, as Catholic women, the word self-care can feel a little selfish. But I think that the options that I'm going to be providing for you today, I have five, are going to be very doable and they are going to just fill your cup so that you can be the wife, the mom, the daughter of God that you want to be. I have five of those for you, and I would love to dive in. Let's get started. The first self-care tip that I have for you that does not involve booze is to schedule in real rest. This is conscious rest. It's about making deliberate choices to prioritize your well-being. You may be saying, look, Christy, I am a busy mom. I have so many things going on. There is no way that I am going to have time to take a moment in my daily routine to have any kind of real rest. But this is what I would offer you. Think about the times or take note of the times when maybe you're doing, you know, things like scrolling or wasting time doing things that aren't really serving you or when you're drinking alcohol and then fill that time with rest. And rest can look different for everyone. For some people, it can be practicing gratitude journaling, praying, meditating, calming our bodies, doing things like gardening or painting, whatever it is, just so you are allowing your mind time to rest and you're able to calm your body. And that can even involve just taking short breaks throughout the day to take a real deep breath. Because honestly, we all just walk around all the time breathing so shallowly. I didn't realize this until my coach brought it up to me. And I was like, you are so right. So now I try to really take moments when I just take a breath for me and it just calms down my nervous system And I just feel so much better after a few deep breaths. So even if you can grab those short breaks throughout the day, that would be an amazing gift to yourself. The next thing is hobbies. Do you have any hobbies anymore that you love? Or maybe you had hobbies that you had, but then you stopped doing. I know for me, once I get out of the habit of doing something, it can be hard to get back into it. And then I look back at it longingly. Oh, I loved doing that. I should do that again. And then I don't do it. So I would say just think about things that you used to do that you would like to pick up again, or maybe something new. Like, this is going to sound so funny, but I started doing lacto-fermenting of vegetables. Like, I love it. I watched this lady. If you want to learn more about it, she's so good, and it's really easy for, like, beginners. Just look up Clean Food Living, I think, on YouTube. Anyway, I got so into it. I binge-watched, like, all her videos, and then I showed them to my husband, who was like, that's crazy. But then I bought all the things because I wanted to do it. I told my mom about it, And she watched the videos with me and then she went and bought all the things. So now we're like these lacto-fermenting queens. It's so fun. Right now I have some carrots going and it's really good for probiotics and all of that. Anyway, so that is a hobby that I'm doing. Like it's very calming for me to be like chopping things up. I feel very accomplished. I love looking at my vegetables fermenting on the kitchen counter. I don't know, just, They're like my little lacto babies. I just love them. So anyway, whatever that is for you, whether it's like crocheting, flower arranging, getting outdoors, painting, playing an instrument, just do it. Just pick it up and make time for it. And that is something that you can do to fill that time that maybe you used to fill with drinking or maybe you used to fill it with the time of not feeling well and because you feel well then you want to do those things more often this leads me into exercise i know i know i'm not like a super fan of exercising you will not accuse me of being a gym rat but i very much admire people that can get themselves to the gym and work out and and do good things that's that's not me but Exercise can look different for everyone. So some days my exercise is going down multiple flights of stairs, in and out of rooms, cleaning, laundry, and all of that. I mean, I can get quite a few steps in doing that. And then other days it's walking. Some days it's doing an exercise video. I just got a, like one of those mini trampolines to start doing rebounding. I just like to try things that trick my body into thinking that I'm not exercising when in fact I am. So, but I do know people that love exercising, they love to run, they love to be at the gym and those types of things. And that is real self-care because even if it's not for you know, weight loss or something like that. It really is so good. Those endorphins are so good for our whole well-being. And yeah, so that is definitely another self-care item. And then the fourth one is to ask for help. It's so hard. I am so bad at asking people for help. However, once I was able to change my mindset around asking for help and realize that doing so not only blesses me, but it blesses the person who is providing the help, that made me think about it in a completely different way. So for example, several years ago before our boys were bigger and old enough to do a lot of yard work, I decided that we were going to hire landscapers and we were going to have them come regularly because my husband uh, was working a lot. And on the weekends, we were spending a lot of time doing yard work and not spending time as a family. So I asked him if it would be okay if we hired landscapers that way. He didn't have to do that on the weekends. I didn't have to do it because I hate yard work. And we could spend more quality time as a family. And we did that for a very long time but I felt guilty about spending that money to do that. And then my mom said, you know, you're helping your landscapers by giving them a job and they're helping you by making your yard look nice. And that just made me feel so much better because I realized I wasn't just being frivolous. This was something that we could afford to do and it was benefiting our family and it was benefiting him. So, Asking for help is good. So, if you need help with like maybe having a mother's helper come in a couple times a week, maybe hiring house cleaners, landscapers, you know, training your children to help. I'm bad about this because I just want to get in and get things done. But especially since I have two 16 year olds and a 10 year old, they are all very capable of doing many, many things. And they do when I ask. My husband is very helpful. He actually does laundry way better and more efficient than I do, but he's very helpful, but he usually does the outside. I usually do the inside, but we both help out, help each other out, which is great. We have great teamwork. And my final tip for self-care without the booze is to make a list of your energy drainers and the things that really light you up and get excited. And then when you are asked if you would participate in this or if you could do that, you know, you can really be honest with yourself about what you have time for, what your gifts are, what drains your energy, what gives you life. And that will help you determine now and in the future What you need to say no to so you can say yes to those things that really fill your cup and help you to achieve the goals that you want to so that you can live a life you love. A a life that you don't have to feel like you need to escape from by drinking alcohol. Because I promise you, alcohol is not life-giving. Alcohol is life-draining. It is stealing precious moments from you, whether you realize it or not. I ask you, I beg you to get really honest with yourself and look at your alcohol consumption and then ask yourself, is it serving me? What does alcohol bring to my life and what does it take from my life? And then look that over. You might be surprised. You might be encouraged, especially if you've decided to drink less or not at all for any reason, because you can now see on paper exactly what you've known in your heart and mind for a long time, and that might help your resolve to make that change so that you can stop the chaos, the the chaos of thinking about it of wondering when the next drink is going to come, wondering if you're going to go to a restaurant and have the opportunity to have a margarita, the chaos of feeling like you have to hide how much you are drinking or how frequently you are consuming alcohol. You can have more peace because you won't be feeling the guilt and the shame that comes along with you know, a next day hangover when you're driving your kids to school or you need to participate in an event or go to a meeting. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways we can beat ourselves up. So if we take away one of those things that we don't need, it just provides so much freedom. So I hope that you can hear the energy and the excitement in my voice because, you know, I just want you to experience the freedom of living a life you love. Well, that does it for this episode of The Catholic Sobriety Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I would invite you to share it with a friend who might also get value from it as well. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I am The Catholic Sobriety Coach, and if you would like to learn how to work with me or learn more about the coaching that I offer, visit my website thecatholicsobrietycoach.com. Follow me on Instagram at thecatholicsobrietycoach. I look forward to speaking to you next time. And remember, I am here for you. I am praying for you. You are not alone.